for joining us today at Launch Point Church in Lebanon, Tennessee. We believe the Bible is the written word of God without error and useful for every part of our lives. We believe that through learning and teaching of the word, others might come to know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. I'm uh, uh, glad to uh, have the the honor of, of, of uh, occupying the 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 pulpit tonight. Uh, Pastor Jim and, and Angela are, are at a uh, a leadership conference uh, in Dallas, and they'll be back in a. Um, they'll, they'll be here Sunday. I'm not sure exactly when they're coming back, but uh, but. Uh, um, it's an honor for me to do this, and I. Uh, it's funny. I. Um, it's not really funny, but, but I, I played and and football and baseball and basketball and, and coached all three sports for, for thirty years, and uh, and you know no matter how often you do something, um, you know you I, I can remember always uh, uh, in high school and college you you'd get that. Uh, that little pregame jitter. Uh, it didn't matter how often you'd done it. Same way with coaching. Uh, you know, when, when the game's about to start, uh, you, you 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 feel it. And when, as soon as that that first pitch is made or that whistle blows on the kickoff, everything's fine. <laughs> but uh, even as, as many times as I've spoken uh, in here and, and other places, it uh, it's always. I always feel that. I feel challenged because I, especially uh, preaching God's word because you never feel like you're, um, you understand it uh, fully. Um, But anyway, we're going to attempt it tonight. And, uh, you know, Pastor Jim began a a series last Sunday uh, called uh, uh, Brainstorms. And he's talking about the the storms, the battles we have in our mind, and uh, and, and I think this is going to be an outstanding series. And I'm going to piggyback a little bit on what he was talking about. Uh, um, um, you know, I like you like what you said, Brother Leonard, about uh, uh, us old people like to repeat things sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's also if you've ever been in a like a, a line at the grocery store or at Walmart or somewhere and you strike up a casual conversation with somebody, uh, especially if you're uh, a little bit older, one of the things we always talk about is the weather. Um, you know, uh, uh, and, and if you live in Middle Tennessee, uh, the weather's always a topic. Uh, you know, in the past few days, we've gone from, from uh, triple-digit heat to to thunderstorms and uh, uh, flood warnings and all sorts of things. Uh, I, I actually was coming back from from the airport uh, yesterday, and uh, and and when I left, the sun was shining, and before I got too far from the airport coming back, I mean, it rained as hard as I've seen it rain in a long time. And on the interstate, if you can imagine how. Usually you're doing it 80 just to try to keep up. Uh, it was just creeping because you couldn't see. It was raining so hard. And then by the time I got nearly to the, the Gallatin exit, it didn't look like it had rained a bit there. 
So it's it's strange how the weather does, uh, and and sometimes storms like that, like thunderstorms or, or hurricanes or tornadoes, those things can can just come upon us unexpectedly, um, and and even this even in this age of things like uh, Doppler radar and uh, Storm Tracker Five or whatever that's called, you know we still we still are, uh, experience unexpected storms. And yet the, you know, the greatest storms uh, in life uh, have nothing to do with, with low pressure systems or, or cold fronts. Uh, they have nothing to do with, with thunderstorms or tornadoes or hurricanes or blizzards. The greatest storm come through the sudden twists and turns in our, in our own lives. You know, just think about that. One day we go to the doctor um, for a routine visit, uh, and the next day your, your life is, is turned upside down by the results. The, you know, the doctor says cancer, uh, maybe uh, heart disease, uh, Alzheimer's. Uh, and our lives take a, take a dramatic turn. Um, or, 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 or think about this. We, you know, we, we think our marriage is going along just, just fine until one day... Uh, your spouse says, I don't love you anymore. I want a divorce. Um, or we're struggling to keep our head up financially. And, and, and you walk into work and the boss tells you, you know, we're downsizing. We don't really need you anymore. You know, those, those are storms we, we face. All of us face those things at some point in our life. Uh, you know, a child dies, a spouse dies, a, a parent dies, there's a house fire, or a million other things that, that come our way. Suddenly a storm hits with a vengeance, and, and our lives take a dramatic and an, and an unexpected turn. Um, and, and, and the one common thread in these circumstances is that so often we don't see the storm coming. We don't see it coming. It catches, catches us off guard, and we're unprepared. You know, it's not a question of, uh, of if storms will come, but, but when they come. You know, if you live long enough, you're going you're gonna to face uh, storms in your life. Uh, someone once said that we're, that we're either about to go into a storm, we're coming out of a storm, or we're right in the middle of one. Uh, and I know for some of us that, uh, that you know, we could, we could attest to that. Uh, none, none of us are immune to, to suffering or, or, or tragedy or heartache. Uh, you know, rain falls on the just and the unjust. Bad things do happen to good people. Um, so the question is, what do you do when, when storms come upon your life? You know, and that's, that's really a, a rhetorical question, but think about it. What, what do we do when a, when a storm comes into our life? And, and like I said, we've, we've all experienced those. Um, I, I've, my wife and I experienced a, a storm this year that I, I may talk about a little bit later, but... Um, but tonight, I want, to, I want you to, if you've got your Bible with you, turn to, to Matthew chapter 14. Um, Matthew chapter 14. 
Uh, I'm going to touch on a, a part of this chapter that, that uh, Pastor Jim uh, touched on last, uh, last Sunday, but, but from a little bit different perspective. You know, chapter 14 is, is packed full of information. Uh, chapter 14 of Matthew begins with, uh, with Herod uh, and, and, and Herodias. Uh, uh, Herod is, has been confronted by John the Baptist. Uh, uh, he tells him that it's, it's not right that he's, that he's uh, living with his brother's wife. And, and, uh, and because of what John said, Herod has him thrown in prison. And then we all know the story how eventually uh, uh, through, you know, at a, at a party there that Herod was having, the request was made for John the Baptist's head. And Herod uh, sends someone and, 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 and John is, is decapitated. And chapter 14, um, oh, in uh, verse 13, we see that, 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 that the disciples have come to Jesus and, and they've told him what's happened. Remember, John was, uh, was very dear to Jesus. You know, in fact, they were, they were cousins. And, uh, and, and, and the, verse 13 says, Now when Jesus heard about John, now being Jesus, uh, he, more, he knew what was going to happen, I'm sure. But the human side of him, when he heard this, when Jesus heard about John, he withdrew. He withdrew from there in a boat to a secluded place by himself. And you know, that's, I think that, that shows us so keenly the, the human side of Jesus. That even Jesus, the Son of God, would, would upon hearing the news of the death of his, his friend, withdrew went to a, a place uh, to be by himself where he, could, uh, where he could pray, where he could probably grieve. Uh, we, know, we know Jesus was, had the same emotions that we have um, because of, of, of his human nature, his human side. Um, and then as, as we go on, we, you know, Jesus... Uh, uh, you know, the people still followed him, even, uh, you know, were watching. And when he, when he came back to the shore, the, there was a great crowd of people there. And, and, and Jesus, again, moved by compassion, uh, begins to preach and teach these people. Um, and it gets late, and, and the disciples come up and say, you know, we need to send these people home. Uh, there's, they have nothing to eat. And, uh, and, and Jesus looks at one of them and says, you feed them. And you know, and they say all, all we have is a is this little boy sack lunch, a, a few loaves of bread, and a couple of fish. And, and we know that that Jesus took that and 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 fed over five thousand people. Uh, we're told that it was five thousand men, so that doesn't even include the the women and the children. Um, and, and in that in that particular story in, in chapter fourteen, uh, verse twenty has always been so meaningful to me. Um, and it says they they all ate and were satisfied. They picked up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve full baskets. 
But that phrase there that, that, that Jesus had them pick up the broken pieces. You know, I don't know about you, but uh, I, I've had a lot of broken pieces in my life. Uh, and I think many of us have. Um, you know, it, we, we become so broken, so, so uh, feeling so unworthy, uh, you know, feeling like, you know, we, we've blown it with God, that, that he's done with us. But, but Jesus always gathers. He gathers the broken pieces. Amen. He puts them back together. And, and that, that particular verse is always spoken to me uh, like that. And then beginning in verse 22 is where I really want to pick up tonight. It says, uh, immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him. And notice that word immediately. I think Jesus had a plan here. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the crowds away. And I've always wondered, you know, what, what did he say to the crowds when he, you know, they didn't want to leave, but Jesus sent them away. After he had sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. But the boat was already a long distance from the land, battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, terrified and said, It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. And as I was reading that, I, I always like to look at other uh, other translations and and I, I love the way the the new living uh, the new living uh, translation uh, records that in here it it says take courage it is I do not be afraid in the NLT it says don't be afraid take courage I am here and that just uh, that phrase has been. Um, on my mind for, for, for a long time. Uh, and I, I just felt compelled to, to kind of pursue that phrase tonight. And I, I'm going to use that NLT translation. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Um, then Peter said to him, Lord, if, if it is you, command me to come to you in the, on the water. And he said, come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became frightened and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him and said to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind stopped and those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, you are certainly God's son. You know, again, it was, it was late in the day, wasn't it? Uh, Jesus had just performed the, the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. Uh, Jesus sends his disciples uh, out into the boat and tells them he'll, he'll catch up with them later. 
and he goes up to the hills to pray. He was always doing that, wasn't he? G getting away from the crowd, get getting away even from, from his disciples and going to a lonely place to pray, to be by himself with God. Um, you know, me in the me meanwhile, the, uh, you know, the disciples are out there in the boat. There's a storm uh, battering them. They're, they're rowing. Uh, and it's, it's been estimated that they had probably been maybe were three miles out and, and probably been rowing for hours. Um, and, and, but they weren't getting anywhere. The waves were battering their craft. And, and, and as it says here, the wind was contrary. You know, the wind was against them. Um, and, and, and I think that describes uh, uh, some of us sometimes, doesn't it? Seems like no matter how, how hard we try, that wind is against us. Especially when we're when we're in the midst of a of a storm in our own life, uh, we we've all experienced those contrary winds. Um, you know, we're we're trying so hard to, uh, but we but we can't um, we can't seem to uh, get anywhere. The the storm doesn't doesn't cease. You know, like the disciples on that night, we're, we're, we're in the midst of the storm, rowing with everything we've got, uh, but it seems that we're not getting anywhere. You know, you feel like the wind is, is always against you. It's, it's not that we're not trying. It's not that we're lazy or, or uncommitted or, or incompetent. It's just that the wind seems against us no matter which direction we row you know life life is hard and 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 storms do come unexpectedly into our lives and none of us are immune to that um, you know we we all we're all going to face those situations um so that's probably how it felt that, that night on the Sea of Galilee. The, the disciples were going nowhere fast, and the wind was, was steady against them. You know, they, they had been rowing most of the night, and it says that, uh, it, that it's now the fourth watch, which means that's somewhere between 3 and 6 a.m., uh, so that they've been rowing for hours out there against this storm, and and what should have been about an hour long trip uh, has probably taken. They're probably in, well into the third or fourth hour, maybe longer, and, and still they can't they can't get anywhere. Uh, and in this in this particular circumstance, they here comes Jesus walking on the water. And their first response is, is terror, you know, fear. You know, the Bible says that they cried out in fear and, and they screamed, it's, it's a ghost. You know, sometimes when we read uh, the Bible, we, we fail to notice those exclamation points. Uh, it didn't just say uh, they saw Jesus and they thought he was a ghost. They cried out, they screamed, it's a ghost. Um, and, and But then Jesus calls back to them in the midst of, of the storm. Now imagine you're on the storm, the, the wind's howling, the waves are slapping against the boat, and yet they, they hear the voice of Jesus. And what does he say to them? He says, Fear, don't be afraid. Take courage. I'm here. 
Um, and, and for most of the disciples, that was enough. You know, they, most of the disciples were, were content to trust that, that, that it was Jesus speaking to him, speaking to them. And if Jesus was there, they knew it was going to be okay. You know, if you remember earlier in, in, in Matthew and, and also in Mark chapter 4, there was a similar experience. The, the disciples were, were on a boat in the middle of a storm, but, but on that occasion, Jesus was already in the boat with them. In fact, he was asleep. And, the, and they wake him up and say, Lord, do you, don't you care that we're perishing? And he gets up and, and says those famous words, peace, be still. And immediately the, the wind stops, the sea calms. But on this occasion, uh, um, he, he wasn't in the boat with them. So you can imagine the, the, the extent of their, of their terror, what they were going through at this time. And, and they see Jesus walking. Uh, they don't know it's him at first until they hear him. Um, and, you know, like I said, for most of the disciples, this was enough. But, but Peter, you know, Peter's always pushing the envelope a little. And he says, he says if it's you, Lord, uh, have me come to you. And, and, uh, and, and what we can only wonder, you know, what was he thinking there? You know, this was a, a terrible storm. But, and Jesus says, okay, Peter, you come. And Peter actually walks on the water for a few steps. You know, when you think about it, Peter's doing something there, if only for a short time, that no man had ever done. I mean, no man. He, he, he walked on the water. But the Bible says that he began to see the wind. <laughs> you know, he took his eyes off the master and he began to see the wind. And as a result, he began to sink. And he cries out, Lord, save me. Uh, uh, and, and Jesus reached out and, and pulled him from the water. And when they got back into the boat, uh, uh, the Bible simply says the winds died down and the sea became calm. Um, and, and again, the, the disciples recognized that this is the Son of God. He is who he says he is. You know, that's a wonderful story. Uh, uh, you know, it's a miracle uh, uh, in, in fact, it, it's a story we're all familiar with and, and we all love. Uh, but you know what? The, the, there's a problem with this story. Um, and I don't know if problem's the right word, but it's that, it, and it's that everything turned out okay. Everything turned out okay. Um, in fact, mo in most of Scripture, it seems that things turn out okay, doesn't it? You know, blind Bartimaeus gets his sight. Uh, the adulterous woman uh, gets forgiveness. Uh, the prodigal son comes home. Uh, the leper receives his healing. The lame man takes up his mat and walks home. And Jesus calms a stormy sea. The problem is that in our own lives, solutions... Uh, sometimes don't seem to come that way, do they? Um, you know, the Bible never promises us that, that as Christians we'll never suffer or go, th or go through great storms in our life. You know, good people still lose their jobs. Uh, good people 
good families still are torn apart by divorce. Uh, you know, a, a spouse dies, a, a healthy child dies, uh, and, and sometimes we can't make any sense of it. Do you see where I'm coming from? You know, have you been through those things where, where you, you just you can't make any sense of what's going on? Um, you know, the storms in our lives that catch us by surprise, you know, can do their damage, and and that must that much I know, and I know some of you do too. Some of you sitting in this room. Um, you know, back at, uh, in January of this year, uh, Paulette and I lost our, lost our son, our, our only child. Um, and I tell you that that was a tough time, and it still is. It's still, it's still a storm. Um, and someone w once told me <laughs> that... Uh, it's a storm you, you never get over, but you get through. Um, but I know it was a difficult time because um, I, I really can't even still have a hard time talking about it. I've never talked about it in front of anybody, but uh, uh, it's a storm that, that continues. And, and sometimes, you know, you can be right in the middle of a storm and another storm comes, you know, totally different, but, but it's, still, it's still a storm in your life. Um, but, I, but, but, you know, I know something. I, I know that the same Jesus who drew near the disciples uh, in that tiny fishing boat also draw, draws near to us when we cry out to him just like Psalm 40 said. Um, you know, in fact, God's word promises that uh, promises us in James 4, 8 that, that if we'll draw near to him, uh, he promises to draw near to us. Uh, you know, Jesus does come to us in the storm and, and he sits with us. He, he suffers with us. He's, he's there with us. He, he might not immediately uh, take, the, take the storm away, but, he, but he, takes us, he takes our hand and walks through it with us. Um, you know, Jesus draws near to those who are hurting. And, and that's, that's the first thing I want you to remember tonight. He draws near to those who are hurting. Uh, you know, whatever the, the storm you're going through tonight, uh, if you are, uh, you know, Jesus is here with you. Uh, take hold of that. He's here, and he's calling out to you just as he called out to the disciples that night. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. You know, the truth is he never leaves us in those times. Uh, you know, we, can't, we maybe can't seem to sense his presence, but he's right there with us. And, and I know some of you have experienced that. I have too, that, you know, when we went through this, it was, you know, I, you just feel so, you feel so alone. I don't know how to describe that. Uh, but it's like, uh, it's almost like you don't know what to do. Uh, in my case, it was like uh, I had to be the rock <laughs> for the family. 
Uh, and there were many times uh, I felt like a little stone. <laughs> and and there, there was all that constant, uh, it was just like you, you feel detached almost. Um, and and you, you do, you do lo lose your, your sense of the presence of God for a little while. <laughs> But he comes back. Amen. He's he's there with us. He was there with us. Uh, uh, um, you know when 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 someone would come up to me and uh, and say something, I knew that was you know God had sent them. Uh, you know when when this church body came around us uh, and showed us so much love that that was that was Jesus with us. Um, and I, and there's there's so many people in here that that have um, you know been been a rock for me. Um, you know the the truth is that 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 he never leaves us in those times. You know one of my favorite verses is is Psalms 23 verse four, where it says, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil." For thou art with me. Amen. For thou art with me. You know, remember those words. Whatever the storm or, or tragedy or valley that you're, that you're having to face or go through, remember those words. Thou art with me. Thou art with me. Uh, you know, Joshua 1.9, I, I believe uh, Pastor Jim quoted this Sunday. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Don't be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you yes. wherever you go. You know, when we find ourselves in, in the eye of the storm, the Lord doesn't just want to take away our fear. He wants to replace it with strength and courage. Uh, that comes from only knowing that, that He's right there with us. He navigates the storm with us. Um, you know, Isaiah 43 uh, says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You're mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And that, that's a beautiful passage. That, that's all I'm going to read of that. But, um, but take hold of that. The Lord calls you by name. You're his. You know, that's, we need to allow that truth to comfort us regardless of the storm we might be going through. And remember, Jesus still calls out to us. He still calls out to us, and he says the same thing. And if we take the time in the storm, in the chaos and the, the, the boisterousness uh, the, with the wind and the waves, we can, we can still hear his voice. Uh, don't be afraid. Take courage. I'm here. And, and I tell you, th those words have meant so much to me, and, and I'm, I'm nowhere near finished, but I'm, I'm going to cease there. Um, you know, Jesus, just like he did Peter, he calls all of us to, to step out in faith. Um, and, and keep this in mind, sooner or later, your storm is going to end. Um, 
You know, a dear friend uh, of mine sent me this quote. Uh, says, your, your storm is running out of rain. Your challenges will end, your heart will heal, and your soul will be at peace again. Mm. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I'm here. And you know, uh, and I'm going to conclude with this, uh, you know, sailors, th these guys were fishermen. They, they were comfortable out, out on the, the Sea of Galilee, most of them. Um, but sailors know when a storm comes, the, the best thing they can do is find a safe harbor, um, a place where you can be protected and, and surrounded by strength. For the disciples that night uh, and for us today, that safe harbor is the presence of the Lord. Uh, you know, the Bible promises that, that his righteous right hand uh, secures us, that he's our strong tower, that he's our shield and our rock, and that he's our fortress. He is our safe harbor and our anchor in the storm. You know, may, and, 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 and know this, that, that he's, he's here to share the storms with us. He's here to share them with us, and he, and he brings comfort. He brings peace. He brings security in the eye of the storm. So whatever you're dealing with tonight, uh, and I have to constantly remind myself of this too, uh, you know, we need to remember the words of the Master. Yes. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Amen.